Hi. Welcome back. Where are we back from? Um, we took we took a we took a short holiday. Oh, I thought you meant like we're back like like I just played something. Welcome back, folks. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a bit. It's been about it's two been and a half maybe weeks. about almost three weeks. Thirty seconds. Feels like just yesterday we were on the Halloween. We were. It, was, it probably was yesterday. Well, anyway. It's Brittany and Matt from Saved by the Credits Podcast. Yeah. I'm assuming you already know that if you're listening to this, because um, you're a podcast person and you're and you're listening. Hello. Wow. Gotta get the cobwebs, burst the cobwebs off, I guess. <laughs> it's not the hollow wheel anymore. It's not. What is it? What are we doing now? Boy! It's the Christmas! We are celebrating... The holiday season with the new wheel titled Carousel of Christmas. I love it. I mean, I know what it is, but I wanted to ask you what you think these episodes should be called. I was thinking Carousel Chaos Part 1 or no Christmas Carousel Chaos. It, that's a working title. Well, we're in our first episode of... We're going to do four, try to do it once a week, and we're going to try to cover six movies. Six. Um, And Matt tried to explain to me it was no way in shape or form that he enjoys Halloween season way more than Christmas season. So it's like Halloween season had a lot more podcast episodes. He tr- He tried to explain a reason why. Because, like, we're doing it in the middle of November. I don't want to be doing this till February. That's when the Christmas season is continuing. No, no. It continues until March. It does March. not go to my birthday. That is a lie. It goes way past your birthday. Don't You're right. Me. We're going to record the first three spins right now. And then after we watch the next three movies, we're going to record the second half of the podcast episode and then Matt will release it to the public whenever it is ready. But I just wanted to put that out there in case that the the volume or something sounds weird from the beginning of the podcast episode to the end of the podcast episode. So similar to the hashtag hollow wheel, it is it's actually the same wheel. So there's twenty four spots. What? What do you mean it's the same wheel? It's the same wheel. It's just decorated differently. Uh, if you'd like to know what it looks like, you can follow our on our socials. Yes. And we'll get to that at the end. There is video. There is film involved in this yeah. shindig. You won't understand because I cut out that earlier part. Anyway, there's 24 spots. Matt had 12. I had 12. Matt took 2000s and on. Mine was 1900s. So 99 so and earlier. They know what that means. Not everybody knows. The younger generation. How do we not know? Doesn't get it. They don't know what the 90s is. It's so long ago for them. I didn't say the 90s. I said the 1900s. So I had obviously a lot more choices. Are we ready? uh, I just wanted to add one one more thing. It was very hard for me to find things from the last 20 years that were like watchable. That's what you chose. That's what I chose. Next year we'll switch. All right, but yeah, do you want to introduce the first film? I do not. You want to set it up? No, I do not. All right, so I'll set it up. And you just heard the heat kick on. I apologize. It's cold out. First up, the first spin on 
the hashtag carousel of Christmas is the one movie Brittany did not want to watch at all whatsoever. It is the reimagining remake. I'm not sure what you call it. Cash cow. I call it trash. Listen, we didn't get there yet, but it is the 2021 home sweet home alone. (sighs) My son is at home by himself. Yes. I saw the family leave. We'll be in and out before you know it. I don't think so. No. Home Sweet Home Alone, David PG. And we're not back from the trailer. We're not back. We're So we watched this a couple days ago, and I really thought Brittany was going to hate watch it, and she didn't, and I was very proud of her. What, do, what does that mean? Hate watch is when you don't want to watch something, but you watch it anyways, and you get mad about everything in it because you're hate watching it. It's a thing. It really is a thing. I did that, though. That sounds like what happened. But you kind of started giving it a little Benny of the doubt. I didn't. I went in with a fresh set of eyes. I saw Keenan Thompson. I saw... That guy from that show. That guy from that show. You know that guy. He's funny. Okay, let's get his name. Let's pull up the the Wikipedia. Rob Delaney. But we're not sure. So, Home Sweet Home Alone has a couple people you might recognize. Rob Delaney... I think is the star of the show, honestly, because like Brittany mentioned, he is very funny, uh, and he's not—he doesn't try too hard to be funny. It's he's like a dry kind of humor. Yes, so but he, it, it, that makes me laugh. Well, I mean, r- I didn't laugh, ha ha ha, out loud. Yeah, but he's—he has some early jokes that were just kind of ridiculous that I was cracking up already about. Ooh, should we say, um, be prepared? There might be spoilers. Oh, yeah, we're going to spoil the heck out of this. So if you haven't watched Home Sweet Home Alone, I mean, sorry. Don't watch it, but I, if you want I, to I think and you, you don't want to be spoiled, it. you should just stop the podcast right now. It's on Disney+. Plus. Go watch it. It's like an hour and a half-ish. Um, but anyway, Your kids will love it. Yeah, you know what? I did talk to somebody at work, and they watched it with their nephew, and their nephew's like five, and, and, and they seem to have a good time. All the kids at school are talking about it. They love it. What's great is when it first came out, I looked at the post that Disney Plus posted, and there's several comments on there, and the one comment said, we were like 45 minutes in, and my son's like, can you just put on the original? And he was seven. (gasps) I love that kid. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, that's pretty bad. But it's the same plot. It's the same thing. It's just like... How can it's I not put really this? Not really the same plot. The general, general. He's left. He's he's a pain in the ass kid. Oh my god, I hate him. He's so annoying, and he just wants to be by himself. I would want him to be by himself because he's a dick. He lives in a house. I hope my family's not here when I wake up in the morning and look, I'm by myself and I'm such a jack. Oh, I, th- I thought we just played a clip. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, he he doesn't. He's annoyed by his family. He doesn't want to be with his family. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, okay. And then they leave him. They they, they thought they counted him. It didn't happen and everything. So same general plot. And the biggest concern that everybody had anytime this movie was talked about being remade is they could just say, oh, my son's home alone. Text him. Call the police. Done. They did do a good job of covering that up. He had, like, internet block. 
so he couldn't do anything on the internet. And I don't think he had a phone, which I'm shocked because he's what, like 10, 11, right? Maybe older than that. Maybe 12. older than that. Yeah, but he doesn't I don't know have if they phone. ever actually said what his, how old he was. No, but like, and then the one device in the house that's very similar to an Amazon Alexa, um, it's only speaking in German. And he's scared to go to like any neighbors or anything because I don't think there's anybody around. But they at least cover that. I really thought they weren't going to. So I'm like, okay. I don't know. It's it's tough because you love that first movie so much. I'm very attached to Home Alone. A so lot of I was are. I was not excited going in. I was like, of course it's the first fucking spin. You ruined my holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda had a feeling it was on the wheel, but I did not know it was gonna be scratched off day one. You know what's great? That was the last pick I made too. Oh my god. I was like, should I even put this on here? I don't know. And at one point while I was watching the movie, I did say to Matt out loud, I was like, it wasn't until this point, I forget how I said it. I said, up until now, I was okay with what had happened so far in the movie. And then all the booby traps started happening, and I was just like, this is just ridiculous. Because it wasn't, I know, there, it, it doesn't even have to be realistic. I understand that, but the, it, it got to the point where it was just like over the top. It was way, they took it way too far. Yeah. It's just, and um, Ella Kemper is, is the other main actor in the film, and that's the biggest pl- difference from Home Alone. The original is... They thought this kid, this bracket, stole this priceless doll that's worth like $200,000. They're about to lose their house because they can't make payments anymore. And they have to move and downgrade. And they think this kid has it in the house. So they try to break in to get the doll. So it's like they're not they're not really bad guys, right? And it's not even like they broke in because they saw where the spare key was in and, and they know the passcode. Yeah. And because the they'll, uncle ex- they'll explain why... Yeah. In the movie, how he he was just there. Uh, Rob Delaney, <laughs> Rob Delaney was just there when. I know we're jumping all over the place, but it's fine. But you did laugh when I forget which one said it, but they said something about the kid, and then said, said like some sort of insult, like about Harry Potter. That and was the only clever thing. Because <laughs> because it kind of works. He had the same glasses, you know. But uh, I think the only other really good part, um, again, spoilers, is so, or somehow. The alarm. The alarm went off. That's right. They go in, they finally go in, they put in the wrong code, and instead of it going off, it sent a silent alarm to the, um, either, yeah, it was he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. So the police officer, the police officer pulls up, gets out of the car, they zoom in on his name tag, and it's McAllister. And it's no other than Kevin McAllister's oldest brother. Buzz. Exactly. So that's where I find it that clever. Because if he just walked in and saw these people, figured out the kid was in there, boom. So would that make it then a sequel? Because they did yes. mention yes, actually, yes. the first one. It is a sequel. So he, he, Buzz was even on the phone saying, oh, this is a prank because... Um, you know, when my when my brother was little, he got left home alone twice. <laughs> so this is a prank. Someone called it a prank. It's yeah. not real. Trust me. And he said, go figure. It even has McAllister home alarm system sign. saying, no, he's doing it to me. He does it to me every year. There's there was a cute little nod. There was a little Nero's pizza. Yes. On the table. 
on the table. I did not. <laughs> oh, my God. The stupid movie. The movie that they were watching, and it was like, Merry Christmas, do you feel the animal? Like, it was like a take. It was like fake Star Wars. It was a fake. It was <laughs> it was a fake remake yeah. of that. Um, oh, my gosh. It has a title. It's like something Angels. Angels with Dirty Faces. Yeah. So it was a remake, and then the only, like, very another very clever thing that this movie did is when they were watching that oh movie, my god they said th- th- they kind of made fun of themselves saying oh it's just another like stupid yeah remake he's like it's never going to be better never, than the yeah, original why exactly. are they even trying exactly we both looked at each other like oh my god how did i get clear to be in this movie? and i said at least they're self-aware yeah they know but. yeah so you just have to use your judgment on this one yeah, let's move on. So whatever, on. we're let's, moving let's, on. Let's go to the next movie. The next one what we're going to talk about is from 1942, Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire in Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Never has there been such a show as this. From Easter to Christmas, from the 4th of July to Thanksgiving, there's a song for every holiday and a holiday for every song. Okay, so first time watch for me. First time watch for me. And I have heard of this movie in passing, uh, but I never watched it. Like, I saw White Christmas, you know. Um, I know who Bing Crosby is. I think everybody does because of Christmas songs, right? But I didn't know he was, like, an actor. And I did not know what he looked like until this movie. And I was said, his voice does not match how I pictured him looking. He has such a deep, soulful voice. Like, it's beautiful. Not like that. That's, that was not good. Um, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And he's just like this, I don't know. The goober. Uh, Yeah, like You know, that's who it is. The whole movie, I'm looking at Bing Crosby, and I'm like, who does he look like? And then I realize he looks like Daniel Craig. He looks like he looks like Daniel Craig. I'll have to show you side by side. It's fine. But yeah, Holiday Inn, Fred Astaire, Bing Crosby, and Fred Astaire, I'll be honest, just like Brit saying, I knew what Bing Crosby looked like. My parents had a Bing Crosby album, like the like a cassette, and I remember it was a picture on the front of him in like a Christmas hat. So I knew what he looked like since I was a kid. Oh, I did not. So we used to listen to that and all the time. Um, and I'm I'm guessing these movies were on in my living room. I just didn't know what they were. Probably your parents but, love older movies. Yeah, and I, I, I he was my dad was actually pretty excited that we watched this. Did we say what year we? Yeah, it was from? it's uh, so it's from 1942. Okay. It wasn't black and white. Yes, I mean the the plot was actually really really good. I the beginning was weird. Yeah, but. I liked how he was. I like the concept of the Holiday Inn. Yeah, he's just like. But do you want to talk about how he got there? Or yeah, do we just want to skip just right re- to the Holiday re- Inn. Really quick, he was uh, a singer. Uh, excuse me, he was a singer and dancer, and able to do these shows on Thanksgiving and Christmas. 
and he was kind of tired. Like a lot. They, they were work. saying that they were doing so shows every night and then twice or three times on a holiday. And he was tired of that, so he just wanted to be lazy and go on a farm. And that there was a montage of him like doing all these farm things for like a year, and it didn't go well. Yeah, the pigs were everywhere, and it did. He didn't seem to enjoy himself. No. But then he had this idea of turning, I guess, like wherever he was living, this property into uh, an inn, and that's only open on holidays. Oh, so yeah. he would perform and have like singers and like a, a band and dancers, and people could come and party. On these holidays. Yeah, only, and not just Christmas. No, Not just New Year's, like uh, Arbor Day and and Lincoln's birthday, which we can talk about that. Washington's birthday. Washington's birthday, because back in the day. Fourth of July. Well, they celebrated the birthday separately, and then they combined it them and made Presidents Day was what what we, I'm not going to say celebrate, it's what we have off from work for now. Let's be real. But, yeah, I thought, I was like, wow, that is really, really cool. And then once that started happening, I, I was I was actually sucked into the movie. Like, I was actually really paying attention because not only is his voice iconic, but then you plug in Fred Astaire. Who we know is, like, has iconic dance moves. Yes. Like, he is like one and of the best dancers to ever live. I've never, I, I didn't recognize him right away, but then I figured out it was him, and then I remember just hearing the, the name, Fred Astaire, Fred Astaire, and, like, so many pop culture references. And, yeah, and then I was, like, blown away. And it wasn't until the one scene, I think we both, like, kind of lost it, when he, so, the girl that Ben Crosby was seeing left him for Fred Astaire's character. And then Fred Astaire found out that one night she left him and like went to, was it Vegas or somewhere? Texas. Texas, excuse me, Texas, to go marry some guy. So he got drunk off his ass, showed up at the Holiday Inn, dr- like, like completely obliterated, and was like dancing drunk. And it was amazing because obviously it was so amazing because (laughs) obviously he's fake. Well, Well, I'm assuming he's fake being drunk. Was the forties? But he was still really good at dancing and dancing like he was inebriated. Yeah, like I was like blown away. That was so good. The amount of talent that he had in that scene. And when you were talking about when you just brought up Lincoln's birthday, I wanted to say this at the beginning before we got into it. It does like when you play it. It comes up with a warning. That's right. That, um, what was it, NBC? NBC Universal. NBC Universal does not condone, like, the racial... Undertones. Undertones that this movie takes. Yeah, because it, it, it does. It does. They're, we're, we're not going to ignore it. I mean, They're, it's, it's 1940s, so... It kind of like a minstrel show type of situation. I understand why they didn't edit it out. It's not right. Doesn't and excuse their what they did. I mean, no. the entire band, all the performers, it was, painted themselves black with black paint. It was really, really like I. And was it very was awkward. in honor of Abraham Lincoln and what he did for slavery. Yes, but yeah, but looking still. back at it, yeah, it is very weird. But still, that's it's not that's taking it too far. Yeah, but I I appreciate that they don't edit it out because if you just edit and ignore things, things won't change. Correct. Right? 
But let's see. So you go through all the holidays, like literally Valentine's Day, Easter Sunday, and then like it's like a good three years go by. Like they're just going through. Yeah, they're going through the holidays, man. And I, I don't know. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, and it's it's good if you like. It's like a musical. So yeah. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah, and it's good if you like singing and dancing, and the Which very famous do. song. Yes. Which we again blown away. Um, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas came from this movie. Yes, and he you you watch him perform it with the candles in the tree. With the candles in the tree. I gotta ask my parents about that. Like, was that still a thing when they were growing up? Who thought of that? Let's take a tree that's highly flammable, one dry. Right, right. that's right. made of wood and pine needles. Yeah, and put actual candles. Actual on candles. the boughs. And you know what? Let's smoke and inside. let's put it in the house. Let's smoke inside. They probably lit their cigarettes off the tree. Right? They're like... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we really need to say. Yeah. Definitely go watch it. Um, I mean, again, that's probably why we watched it like this so much because we do like musicals a lot. And it, it was, there was definitely enough Christmas in there for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely a lot. Was um, it a completely Christmas movie? Nah, no, no, because we said they celebrate other holidays, but yeah. it was, I would say, mostly Christmas. It was mostly Christmas. They mostly spent on Christmas, and um, the go back really quick, Home Sweet Home Alone, takes place during Christmas time. That's all I got to say about that. But yeah, let's, um, let's go on to our next movie. Spin number three. Spin number three. Another 40s film. Another one of my choices. Yes, it is. I believe yeah, it is from 1944. It is called Meet Me in St. Louis. Meet Me in St. Louis is the tender, romantic story of the most popular young beauty of the early 1900s, of her crush on the boy next door. Of her lovable, yet at times humorous family. We will dance wahoochie-coochie. You will be my tootsie-woopsie if you will I just want to go start off and say the obvious. There's like 10 minutes of Christmas in this two hour movie. This is movie. not a Christmas movie. Not at all. Um, Wherever, whatever site that I was using to get my ideas for the wheel picks led me astray with this movie. It is not a Christmas movie. It is a seasonal movie. <laughs> it goes through all the seasons. So there will be times that they're in winter and celebrating Christmas and the new year. But it is, I would n- not ever say this is a Christmas movie. Majority of the movie is not Christmas. It is in Technicolor. There you go. I just said that. Well, I know what you're talking about, Wizard of Oz. This movie. No, I w- when I said Technicolor, I meant this movie. Oh, okay. Yep. It follows a family. Is four sisters. So Judy Garland is the second oldest. Um, she has an older sister named something, and her two younger sisters. And like Matt said, it takes place in you said 1902. I think it's 1902. Was that when the look. World's Fair happened? Yes. Yes. So that makes sense. Um, we'll get to that. And it's just really like following their lives. 
and like Judy Garland falling in love and her older sister falling in love and just things that the family was doing. So it starts out in summer, then obviously moves to fall. They do have a Halloween um, nod, I guess. Yes. They spent they do spend some time on Halloween, which weird things happened. It was very weird. Weird. They were like the children were outside burning things in a pile, like just pieces of wood and like broken furniture. And they're just as bums with these really weird masks. Weird masks. And then like they have to they have to do something where they like knock on people's door and like throw flour in their face. <laughs> yeah. And it like hexes them or something. It, I don't It like kills them. I don't know. Is that the trick? Maybe is that maybe part of the trick or treat? Type maybe. Of thing? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That dog was licking licking the flower. Yeah, the dog was eating the flower. And then they finally move to winter and we finally get some Christmas scenes. I know they have a cool party at Christmas. Um, And we do hear another famous song. Yes. Which I can't think of right now. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't think of it either. I can just hear Bing Crosby in my ear. Well, she sings Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Is that what it's called? Is that the title? Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. So the, that uh, song was written in 1943 and then was first released or first uh, shown to the public in this movie. Yes. And then, you know, it, there's been a remake. A remake? A remake? No, that's not what I mean. A cover. Cover. A Update cover. It. A cover of this song, which we mostly hear on the radio, but Judy Garland did sing it first. Yep. Yep. And she was singing it to comfort her sister because the family was supposed to be moving from St. Louis to New York, and she was upset about that. Very upset. Um, But then the dad decided to stay, which was great. Yay! And then they move to spring... And that is when the World's Fair took place in St. Louis. And that's kind of where the movie ends. When they're at the World's Fair. The end. The end. I thought, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, Matt didn't pay attention. He was getting up a lot. And that's uh, when you know he's not interested. No, it's not true. First of all, I had to get popcorn number two. Um, The reason why I was getting up more is because this was not a Christmas movie. And I was kind of like tapped out. Well, I, I tried to pay attention. It was kind of a weird movie. I, um, did, I did confirm throwing a flower is they, they were killing people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. And there was one song that the two of us thought we recognized. That the trolley, trolley song. song. Yeah. When they were on the trolley. So I don't know yeah. where we both have heard that song, but I it I sounded know, familiar man. to me too. And that was during... Oh. I think that was during the fall season, but I can't remember now. Um, it just felt like a really long movie <laughs> to me. Oh, it's really from, like, this movie. No, I was assuming, but we've heard it somewhere. Wizard of Oz. I looked up Blizzard, Wizard of Oz myself. It was it called? It was first called The Lizard of Oz. The Lizard of Oz. But then they thought that was... My fun fact is for the actress um, Margaret O'Brien, who played like the youngest. Th- is that the youngest sister? She won an Academy Award for that role. What? Yeah. In 1944. Well, she did a lot. 
in she, that movie. Yeah, she, she was she was the one that killed the person with the flower. Yeah, that's pretty great. And then she was the one like really crying about going to New York. She was also the one that apparently fell and busted her lip and then needed stitches and she was very dramatic. Yeah, she did a good job. So that's all. That's my fun fact. Next from nineteen fifty four Bing Crosby and White Christmas. The two greatest figures in show business, Bing and Danny, as two ex-GIs who form the perfect partnership. Rosemary and Vera Ellen as the sisters who have them in a spin. With Dean Jagger as the unemployed general they take under their wing. Apparently there's still quite a bit about show business I don't understand. Oh, it'll come to you, sir. Just takes time. We wouldn't be any good as generals. You weren't any good as private. A wonderful story that will warm your hearts, just as the breathtaking scope of a new screen wonder will widen your eyes. White Christmas in Vista Vision. And may all your Right. So, so, White Christmas, huh? Yeah, I already feel like I forgot what happens. It it, it literally was like two days ago. I right know. Now. So, all I have in my head is what we just watched. You have to stop doing that. I have to stop <laughs> doing that. So, all right, White Christmas, White Christmas. Okay, they they were in they were in the army. Yes. Okay, Bing Crosby and that other guy. Right. And while they were serving, they liked to perform. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after they were done with their military duties, they decided to continue to perform as a duet. Correct. And then they met those two girls. They met the, the sisters. sisters. With that annoying sister song. Like, do they yeah. have any other song? Well, there's the snow song. Snow, 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 snow. Remember the snow, snow. song? They were trying to go to Vermont, and they didn't go to Vermont. Yeah, I mean, they, they ended, ended up, up in, in Vermont, North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> which is funny because we've been to both of those states within the last couple of years. Right. For some reason, the girls are running away from the police. Not sure why. But yeah, they, they have to train and went to Vermont where they happened to stay at the inn of their, like, general. Right. And the inn looked very familiar. It looked a lot like the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm very glad we watched these kind of in sequential order. Yeah. Because the song White Christmas debuted in the movie The Holiday Inn. That's a good point. And then they sing it again in White Christmas because how are you going to have a movie called White Christmas and not sing I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Right. So do you think that White Christmas, the movie, uh, became a movie because of the success of the song? Probably. In Holiday Inn. And I feel like Bing Crosby was like on fire at that point. Yeah. So they notice that the this inn is not doing well. Correct. And they want to help. They want to help they out. They want to help out because they want to help the general because it's been 10 years since they um, left the army and... They wanted to pretty much pay him back for all the, you know, all the yep. amazing sacrifices that he did for him. and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I have <laughs> to say, um, besides the songs that were good, there was a 
some Christmas. It was near barely the end any. Again. But that scene when they tell the general, um, the general's family, like, oh, yeah, you got to put on your uniform and come to the show they're going to put on. And then he gets in there and it's all of his um, all of his people that have served under him. And he starts tearing up. I was really I awesome know that scene. was so cute. Oh, they put God. out like they put out like in a uh, not an advisory, but like they they put the they put the word out mm-hmm. like, hey, we want you all. All you guys who served under this general to come to our show. Show tribute because he felt like like his days were forgotten and his good days were behind him and nobody cared. And this show that they did care. Yeah, that was really powerful. Yeah, that was the best part of the movie. Oh, hands down. That's what got me. And then, of course, at the end, they sang White Christmas and they have the kids out doing like ballet and yeah they they do like a whole number yeah because it actually starts snowing in north carolina yes. and then they end it with pulling the barn door the 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 bay doors or bay whatever windows out you see it snowing in the background i thought the ending was really really good ending was great but i remember my parents having a vhs in their cabinet and just the front cover of the four of them in that Christmas outfit. So I thought the movie was that entire thing, like the whole movie. And then it's more, you know, we talked about this um, off podcast that a lot of these older Christmas movies is more about it just that, you know, there's not a lot of Christmases going on nowadays, right. you know. That was a very big build up yes. to like the main scene. But so that it was a lot of backstory. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I did watch a couple years ago. You watched it first time, right? First time watch. A lot of these movies for me are first time watch. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, that's that's, that's, that's that. pretty much it. That's pretty much it. All right. So let's go up to the next movie. Um, another one of Britney's picks because she was just on fire. Yeah, on I need to go gambling. So this is 1994. Dennis Leary in The Ref. It was Christmas Eve in Connecticut. I was minding my own business, breaking into this rich guy's house. When... Anyways, the cops came. I took those two people hostage. Shut up! We have people coming from the Boston. You can't stay here. I hate these people. It was a nightmare. It was cops and candles and kids and fruitcake and booze and Santa Claus. Fascinating. Dennis Leary. You want to have sex with him? <laughs> the Wraith. Rated up. I was shocked by this pick. Now, uh, I actually watched this a couple years ago as well. And I'm a big fan of Dennis Leary, so I had no idea what this movie was. And I put it on, and we mentioned this while we watched it, that I put it on just to like, ah, it's Christmas-related, whatever. It doesn't seem like much. And then I sat there and watched the entire thing. Because this movie is bananas. I was going to say, it's wild. (laughs) It's very wild. I don't even know how to sum it up. I... He's a he's a Dennis a Leary is a thief. Yeah, and there's been a string of robberies, right? Throughout the happening area. in this area. Mm-hmm. There's a curfew. Cops are going around searching houses, trying to find Dennis Leary's character, and he's kind of on the run. Right, and. That's when we meet the family. Yes, the husband and wife who are having marital problems. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> to say the least. And he pretty much pulls a gun on the wife in a rest stop, jumps in the car, 
tells them you're going home, I'm coming with you, and I'm hiding out there pretty much. And oh, he bit off a little bit more than he could chew. Big time. Because <laughs> the entire family shows up, and they're, speaking of characters. They're all, they're all arguing with each other. <laughs> it is like a toxic family re- dynamic. And, yeah, um, 100%. Kevin Spacey is the husband. Yes. I'm not sure who plays the wife. I feel like I may have recognized her face. Not sure if I know her name. Um, but yet, like Matt said, they're going through marital issues. They go through counseling. Um, and the entire time they're like arguing. Dennis Leary's like outside his mind. They're tying them up. They're hiding them. Another, you know, cops are showing up. Um, Drunk Santa shows up. Drunk Santa was great. I was cracking up because, like, it's just, this is the most Christmas movie we've watched so far. Yes, I think it takes place all on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes. And there is just so much that, like Britt said, we can't really talk about. It's just I, it, there's just so much that happens. It's no, crazy. Nobody talks about this movie. I had no idea what this movie was. And here's a question I was going to ask you. I actually thought about this earlier when I was taking a shower. Why is it called The Ref? I don't know. Because it, he is he like refereeing right, uh, the fight? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's, because that's all I got. But I don't think they ever said... No. That in the movie. Because my favorite my favorite is they, they act like he's their marriage counselor to cover up that he's why he's there. And the mother is like the best part of the movie because she is so stuck up and such a bitch pretty much. Yeah, they talk about how she how much she how much of a bitch she is in the movie yeah. towards the end where everyone starts to grow like a a, a set Finally. of balls, you know, to actually start speaking up for themselves. Yeah. Because she has money and everybody's pretty much using her money and she gets her way. But when Densley put her in like a chokehold and they're like, you could kill her. It's fine. (laughs) I could stop. Man, I mean, it's definitely a must watch. Definitely entertaining, I would say. Did I laugh like, ha, 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 this is funny? No. I mean, I did. No, I did not. I laugh at everything. A A lot of things like that don't make me laugh. But I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. As I said, it's a shame of Kevin Spacey's personal choices because he's just an amazing actor. But Yeah, he did He did great in this movie. And Dennis Leary, which, I mean, I've always loved because I really like his comedy. But he, this movie and some of his other stuff has shown that like, he has a very good range. of He's very, very believable. Um, Didn't you say someone who was... Yes. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. So... One of his best friends on the show, Rescue Me, was actually in this movie as a police officer. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the guy. I forget his name right now. I think his name is Lou on Rescue Me. There is a bunch of people in this movie that you will recognize. Maybe not so much as you know their names, but but like their faces. You're like, oh, well, that's I've seen them in such and such. And, you know, the the sister-in-law was. Somebody from the Grinch movie. And yeah, and yeah. she was in Mamma Mia and yeah. some other stuff. Which so uh, you'll recognize a bunch of actors and actresses in this movie. Yeah, so the name of the wife is uh, Judy Davis, and she's been in so much stuff, I, I can't even begin to... Like, she's a professionally trained actor, so let me just see if there's anything... There's, there's a lot of good people in this, so you'll enjoy it. Yeah, 
and again, I don't, I can't believe not enough people talk about it. It's just really good. Cause Honestly, I had never heard of this movie. And like I said, when I was looking for my picks for the wheel, I was consulting a bunch of articles that were basically the best Christmas movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And this was on it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um, you said that like five times. I I know, but I what I knew what I wanted to say. I said you should check it out for one reason, one reason only. Besides maybe Christmas Vacation, I feel in a lot of Christmas movies they make families too perfect and they have little flaws. Like this is very real. Like they're the parents. That Christmas are having with the issues. Cranks was kind of like that too. There were true. There were some flaws with true. the family in that one. But this is yeah, and they poke fun at a lot of stuff. But but this is like. A bad, lot of bad. problems. A with lot this of family. issues. <laughs> and then one more thing before we go into the next movie, I thought it was kind of great. The uh, sister and the in-laws went out to eat before they came over because they didn't want to eat. <laughs> they didn't want to eat her cooking, which yeah. after seeing what she cooked, yes. was very good choice. And it was you like an Ethiopian or it was some Scandinavian. Sort of Scandinavian, excuse me. Oh, that's right, and the candles on their head. Yes, you when you watch it, you'll understand. But yeah, it's a it's like a black comedy, as they say. It, it, it gets serious at times and some hijinks and stuff. But yeah, all right, all right. That yeah. means we're moving on to the last movie, last movie of the episode of this episode. So our sixth spin of the cr- uh, Carousel of Christmas. Yes. Was Matt's finally on the finally, board. I'm finally here. I did the first and the last of the first episode. Yeah. And it is from this year, 2021, available on Shudder, the Advent Calendar. Si vous regardez ceci, c'est que vous avez reçu un calendrier de l'Avent. Respectez les règles. Do you want to explain this one? Because yes. there was a lot that happened. To there this. is a lot that happened. But what I wanted to say first was it's really funny that we watched a French horror movie for the Halloween and a French horror movie for the Carousel of Christmas. Interesting. And so yes. uh, since this is a newer movie, if you do not want to be spoiled, stop the podcast now and go watch it. Correct. But do be warned that you will have to read subtitles as it is in French. Yes. And like I said before, the trailer... Uh, it's available on Shutter. It came out about a week ago on December second. Not sh- well, I'm not sure when the episode will come out, but yes, it is in French, like Britt mentioned. So we did not know that. And we did not know when that. When it started, we're like, oh, okay. Oh, I can't read that. So this movie is jam packed with a bunch of craziness, and I was completely in from the start of it. I was totally in because I'm obsessed with advent calendars, and that is the basis of this entire movie. Yes. Obviously, a la the title. A la the title, which I think the original title, because it's called The Advent Calendar in the U.S., but was it La, La, El Cal- no, La Calendar? Or I don't know calendar? French, so I can't help you there. All right, whatever. So, The Advent Calendar. We start off in the pool, and we find out very quick that our main uh, character is a paraplegic. 
and she was in some sort of auto accident recently. And we know she was a dancer before she was paraplegic. Right. So they're like, okay, interesting. It's a French horror movie. She's paraplegic. I'm interested. So let's see what happens next. Her best friend buys her a German advent calendar that she got some some from some sort of like Christmas German fair. Or it was kind of like a market or like a flea market or an yeah. antique show or something. And, and she yes. gave it to her for her birthday. I think it, it was December 3rd. Yes. was be- her birthday. Yes, December 3rd. So why wouldn't they come out with the movie on December 3rd then? Ah, whatever. What? Anyways, so this advent calendar is awesome. It is like they put three like uh, cuckoo clocks together, and there's so many doors, intricate details, all these different designs. Obviously, you're one through twenty four, mm-hmm. and, and it's made out of wood. It's, yes, and there's all these German sayings all over it. Mm-hmm. You need a, you need a special everything. key that yes. pops out so you can open each door. So immediately she opens the first three doors because, as Britt mentioned, it is December third, and when you get an advent calendar a couple of days in, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So she opens the first three doors, and we'll get to that. But she tried to open the fourth door. Her friend cuts her off like, no, 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 no. It's not midnight yet. What are you doing? But she can't open the door when she it's tries. stuck. Yes, which I knew once that happened. You're like, okay, that's smart. So she finds in the first door. Britt, what was in that first door? Um, the first door had a piece of chocolate or a, pe- a, a candy, and in the wrapper were the rules yes. for the advent calendar. Yes. Um, rule number one is that if you choose to eat th- eat one candy, you have to eat them all, mm-hmm. or you'll die. Rule number two is you have to follow all the rules until the last door, and number three, or or you'll die. And number three is if you dump it, meaning if you try to get rid of the advent calendar, you will die. Right. So it, right away, those three rules were very interesting. I was already in. Your phone was upstairs, not by design, but you were getting sucked into this. And I'm like, this well, you, is great. You have, to, you have to really pay attention because of the subtitles. Yeah. Or you're going to miss everything. <laughs> so we'll skip around a little bit because we don't you know, tell the whole movie, but pretty much... The next really momentous thing is she opens the door and finds her father's favorite chocolate. Her father is unfortunately in a nursing home with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, She eats said chocolate and then her phone, which is not connected, rings and she picks it up and it's her dad's voice wishing her a happy birthday, which he shouldn't remember because he has Alzheimer's. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was And I can't remember if she ate the chocolate before or after um, midnight. Remember, she she tries to open door number four. It was stuck, yes. and then at some point, um, uh, a voice speaks. Hey, it's midnight. You can open the door. Hey, it's midnight. You can open the door. And that creepy thing Voldemort pops out. I don't know. Well, anyway, after up. midnight, she was able to open door number four, and just like things spiral Big very time. quickly. And we'll like I said, we'll skip around a little more. But we start seeing this creature that right out of like Resident Evil mixed with, like I said, Voldemort mixed with just really very It is very creepy. I was very creeped out by it. And we start seeing this this demon. We don't know. Obviously, it's something with the um, the advent calendar. Um, She meets this guy, which was part of it. They kind of fell in love. He realized there was some sort of evil, tries to 
dump the advent calendar, and guess what? He, he dies. He went bye bye. Now, yeah. So, um, there's a bunch of tasks that she has to do as yes. she's eating these pieces of candy, and uh, she has to make these sacrifices because, um, I guess, <laughs> really her reward is that. If she she keeps continuing with the advent calendar, she will get her her uh, ability to walk again. Right, which she would want more than anything in the world, of course. Right, so she has to make a lot of sacrifices. Yes, and a lot of people die along the way. Yes, and we won't we won't need to get into yeah. who dies and how they die. Yeah, leave that um, up to you watching it, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, right. But I thought the ending... The ending's great. ...was amazing. You want to talk about what happens at, at the end without giving too much away? Yes. So she's with somebody. We won't say who, and we won't say why. But at the end, she did recover her ability to walk. But I already said that the reward of her sacrifice, all the sacrifice, all the killings that she's doing, is leading up to the ability, her ability to walk. Okay, that's fine. Which uh, she would want more than anything because she was a dancer. That that was a profession and, and she lost all of it. Right. So she somehow finds out. I'm not even sure what epiphany she had. Mm. But she somehow finds out that when she gets to door number 24 and she eats that last piece of candy, all of her things will be reversed. And she'll forget everything that's happened. And it goes back, and it goes to, back to December, December 1st. 1st. Which means that would be before the advent calendar even showed up and everything. Right. right. But something crazy happens. And something that I didn't think of until it was brought up. And I was like, well, that's genius. Like, And that's why I think I thought this movie was so good. It, it, it didn't do this. I'm sure. I mentioned it Toy Story in the movie. I'm like, we'll see a U.S. remake of this. I'm pretty sure in the next two years, and it's going to be stupid. Definitely worth checking out, this movie. I was very, I mean, yes, it's horror, so of course I was excited for it, but. Yeah, um. it's a little bit of a twist, and mm -hmm. you're not really sure the decision she makes at the end. That's she has true. to make. She has to make a really big decision at the end, and we have no idea what she, what she did. We don't know. We have no idea. And then there's a little quick scene at the end. But it still doesn't give but you... But it still doesn't give it away, which I kind of like. I like the unknown. Well, I don't. I want, I want them to tell <laughs> me what happened. I want so. them to tell me the decision she made. Yeah, so I think we should leave it at that. But yeah, it's called The Advent Calendar. And if you're in for some light reading, it's like an hour and 40 minutes, I would definitely check it out. If I were you. All right, should we get into the ratings? Yes, let's do it. Our first movie we discussed tonight was Home Sweet Home Alone from this year, 2021, available on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Would you be shocked when I told you it currently has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 16%? I got a little smile on my face. <laughs> I just feel like uh, the, pe the people understand me. Yeah, there was a lot of hate for this movie. Huh. I think it's a little bit more than 16%. Nah. I would say 25%. No. All right. Next, from 1942, Holiday Inn. It is available to rent wherever you rent your films. Um, again, Nostalgia Bump, 100% and Rotten Tomatoes. For which one? Holiday Inn. Wow, that's a lot. It's only Nostalgia Bump. It's pre-internet, so. I mean, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. I You know, it was good. 
Okay, so that moves on to Meet Me in St. Louis from 1944. It is on HBO Max to stream at your pleasure, and it is also 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I found Holiday Inn better than Meet Me in St. Louis Louie. Yeah, I think so too. So I would disagree that they're they're rated the same. Okay. Moving on to White Christmas from 1954, available on Netflix, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, All I right. agree with that. I see that. Yeah. I just think that it's very weird that like... And I, I feel like I also enjoyed White Christmas more than Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes, but not but as much as Holiday Inn. No. Yeah. Okay. So now we got Dennis Leary and The Ref from 1994, rated R. And available for rent as well. 72% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. That yeah, is, I that's think, fair. I think it's the first time I really agree with Rotten Tomatoes score. I think yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's right where it is. And finally, what we just spoke about, the Avon Calendar, available on Shudder from 2021, also rated R, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's good for a horror movie. I didn't see it until about the last 20 minutes of the movie. Like, I was like, let me look it up to get it ready for the podcast. I was like, 79%. I'm glad I didn't know because then I would have expected it. Yeah. But, yeah. I wonder if that number will fluctuate a little bit more as more people see it. So, of course. Because it is a newer released film. Yeah. We'll see if that number goes up or down. Of course. So, I thought we had an awesome mix. We had, like, a kid's movie. We had a couple movies from the 40s and 50s that were musicals. We had a horror movie. We had a comedy. We had, like, everything from all different years. Yeah, I don't know if the rest of the spins are going to be <laughs> that mixed. I'm not well, sure. I mean, for the first episode, it's pretty damn good. All right. So, we're going to wrap up. Um, check out the next episode, which we'll, we will discuss. We're going to wrap it up six. like a gift. That's right. I like what you did there. Wrap it like a with a bow. So, we're going to have three more. Each talk about six episodes. Yup. But until then, um, check out all of our socials. Check out Brittany's TikTok. Uh, the Great Brit. All of our advent calendars that we have. Hopefully, we do everything because we don't want to die. I know. I'm a little nervous. I've been behind on the jam. Oh, you're we, in a, we have to eat some jam. You're in a jam. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, again, we're at um, all of it at Saved by the Cred. So, like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Go back and listen to all of our previous episodes. Check me out at the Great Brit on TikTok. At the Great Brit. At the Great Brit. And we'll see you at the movies in our living room. Jingle bell.